So welcome to the very first episode of Pseudo Bravado. I have a special guest, and she's going to introduce herself. Hello. What's your name? Felicia. Uh, who are you? I don't know. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your favorite color? Oh, that's a hard question, actually. There's, like, different days. Different days. And different colors for each day. Uh-huh. And, like, yeah, it totally depends. I don't know what my favorite color is. Mm-hmm. I think yellow is a really nice color, but, like, it changes, you Okay. Know? Yeah. This is, like, some riveting content. Thank you. They really get to know your, your character through this. Um, we're, we're kind of laying the foundation, introducing yourself the podcast uh what do you what do you do are you a student do you work i do both actually okay so what do you study i study media Mm -hmm. and i work in the mall Mm -hmm. yes and unlike most people you actually like your job in retail right i love my job yeah yeah, save yes. the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the reason why I brought Felicia onto this podcast is because, as we know, this the theme of this podcast is kind of exploring uh, different relevant topics for people who are in their 20s, early 20s, in university, and trying to figure their lives out. And it's uh, a pretty interesting year in that she just finished her first term of university, and I finished my... I'm like halfway through my third year of university, because we're two years apart in age. So we kind of have a slightly different perspective on the university experience so far. You probably, Felicia probably has a, a fresher memory of what it's like making that transition from high school to university, whereas I have maybe a little bit more um, experience. So it's kind of two different perspectives, which I think would make a cool conversation. So I also have some questions I've written out ahead of time to basically ask her about her overall impressions, advice, wisdom, she actually just, a uh, fun fact, <laughs> Felicia just got her wisdom teeth pulled out, like, what, two days ago? I have no wisdom. She has no more wisdom, so the wisdom will have to come from me for, from this podcast, but she'll tell you about um, her experiences. Yes. Yeah. yeah, she's currently icing her face um, as she does this podcast. It, yeah, and was whining a lot about it. Uh, it took a lot to convince her to be a part of this. And what so, about it? So we are very appreciative of... The fact that she's taken time out of her uh, recovery process to join us here on this podcast. All right, so I guess um, the oh, I guess I'll talk a little bit about myself too, just to introduce myself. Um, I study sciences, um, so I take a lot of classes in chemistry, biology, uh, as well as some electives here and there. So we're two very I would say you you would say agree that we're pretty different. Yeah. In terms of our academic path, at least. I love art. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love art, too. I just don't pursue it as my undergrad. So, yeah. Well, I don't love science, and I don't pursue it as a hobby, so... I guess so. Yeah, so, um, now that we've got those formalities out of the way, I guess my first question for you is, what was your first impression of university? If you can recall your first class or your first week of class, or just like that very beginning in September when you, whether it was when you moved in or when you first got to kind of get settled on campus and meet people for the first time, what was your first impression? What are your thoughts? There's so many different reactions. I think it's like for each experience, it was a different impression. Like whether that was um, moving in, that was a very, very different experience from just my first week of classes, obviously. Like, being in these large classrooms was obviously very intimidating, and, like, having to find my way around campus, which is humongous. Yep. Yep. Humongous. Yeah, for context, in our university, uh, we have, like, the confession page that, you know, a lot of other universities probably have of their, uh, of their own, and... One of the things uh, someone posted on it, I remember when I was in my first year, was uh, I came here 
to study and get a degree in economics, not long-distance walking, because that's just kind of the default that you end up having to go through when you go to our university. It's a huge, sprawling campus, and it can get pretty tough getting from one class to another with only 10 minutes. Yeah, so needless to say, I like... Wait, actually, no, I did make it to the class on time. Only in the first week, though. Afterwards, I just kept being late. Moving on, um, <laughs> it's like nerve wracking and oh, I remember you had my epiphany? first yeah, yeah okay I remember my first class and my first day ever. Mm-hmm. So in university we have a jump start. Was it called? No, yeah. mad No, like a welcome orientation. Type. A welcoming. In our university, there's this welcome orientation day, and so I was put in a group of people that was also in my program, so that worked out really well because I got to get to know some people in my program, and my program is very small, so that helped out even more. But anyways, when I went to my first class, I did have like a little bit of peace of mind, knowing that I knew some people, but like... It was still really weird because I had imagined university to be in a big lecture hall and my first, very first class was actually just in a small classroom and it's a year-round class. So I think that took out a lot of the nerves and anxiety I was feeling from it, which started off my first week like really well mm-hmm. because right ov- like right off the bat I met... Um, a couple of people who I am very very close with today mm-hmm. um so that was quite nice but like moving in was so exciting on the other hand like totally opposite of my initial like worries about class like I was so pumped to move in mm-hmm. yeah I live on residence yeah so we both live on residence and I think I was when I was in first year and I was moving out I was excited but also definitely um yeah I mean I guess I was mostly excited but I don't think I was as excited as you because I feel like growing up you've always been someone who likes your own space in terms of like your room and having your own freedom privacy like you value those things a lot and also I mean we could totally get into this into another podcast but like with our family situation um I think you were kind of itching to have like a little bit of separation yeah and yeah we'll definitely talk about that in a different podcast episode um so those were your first impressions um were you scared at all like about making friends I was like very nervous about it in like that first welcome day mm-hmm. um yeah I remember you telling me a lot of stories about the people that you met and be like I don't really vibe with with a lot of people but I think maybe that's changed now that you've taken classes with them and got to, to know people better like that one guy that you tell me about who uh does yoga in the morning yeah and, and he's really good at like subjects but not doesn't go to class yeah that guy real trooper Mm-hmm. I would shout you out, my guy, but... You can use a fake name if you want to talk nah, more about I don't feel a like certain person. That. He's really nice. I feel like, yeah, there were some weird people in my orientation group, but, like, I'm still friends with the other half of them because they're very, very cool people. Mm-hmm. Perks of a small program. Yeah, yeah. We're both actually in pretty small programs. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, How was the transition from high school? You could talk a little bit, like, to ca- to kind of summarize, like, what was your high school experience and then how that kind of differs from going into university. Like, what type of transition did you have? Because some people find it easier than others, for sure. Like, was it something you were totally ready for or um, something that took a while to, for you to adjust to? There's there's a couple of different types of transitions though. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's a very broad broad angle to be approaching. Yeah, but I guess from from first like a broad perspective now that you've had like one semester under your belt, how do you feel that transition has been? Has it been easier, harder than you expected or in what aspects? 
Well, there's so many aspects. Yeah. I would say I was definitely not looking forward to university for, like, how do I say this? Let me really think about this. Okay. Okay. Well, it was hard for me to be excited about university when I had just become more socially comfortable in high school. Yeah. So it took a while for me in high school to establish my social circles and find like where I'm comfortable with myself and the people around me. Mm-hmm. So I started building like these really incredible friendships that still last today. Mm-hmm. Um but it felt very bittersweet to be letting them go just when I felt like I was starting to be comfortable in the school I spent like five years of my life in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a bit regretful. And I've always just been like comfortable. Like, well, not always have been comfortable. But it's obviously really hard to let go when you're just comfortable to be jumping into a new place where you don't know anything. Uh, being uncomfortable is challenging. And that was me in the summer. But I guess as university approached, um, and especially with the the notion of being able to move into a dorm and, like, not have curfews and just go out and have fun um, with my roommate and, like, floormates and friends, um, got, like, more and more tempting. And that sort of just, like, eased the whole socially for me mm-hmm. um, but in terms of education because that's, that is what we are here for mm-hmm. um, it was so nice like really okay so the lecture halls and the people are big oh no that does not make sense grammatically the lecture <laughs> halls are <laughs> big, are big. <laughs> and there's lots of people so big amounts of people no wisdom guys <laughs> um, but like, I have no idea how I lasted in high school, like, doing classes that were, f- like, freaking 80 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Like, my roommate and I were talking about this, and we were like, yo, man, like, 50 minutes feels like the perfect amount of time nowadays. Yeah. But the thing is, in high school, the classes that they give you, they're not teaching and lecturing at you for the full 80 minutes. Like, you get a lot of time to work on your homework or work on worksheets and stuff. Whereas that time is not built into your class time in university. Like, you have to take the time out of your schedule to study for certain classes. And it's like, the 50 minutes is like 50 super dense packed minutes of yeah. teaching. So. But it's fine. I sort of like it that way. Because yeah. I have a short attention span mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so overall, a positive experience in terms of a transition? Uh, I would say pretty positive. Okay. Like, I can't really think of the the negative ones right away. I mean, the negative part, of, I think, of your transition, at least, was maybe just, like... Th- you mean, th- there was definitely that point, remember, when in the beginning of exam season and I had to call campus security. That was beginning of exam season? Yes. I was supposed to go to my co-op or like Oh I was no, that. Dude, that was the end of the term, man. Don't phrase it like that. Like, that was beginning of exam season. Dude, exam season starts midterms, okay? That's not that's not the true exam. I'm talking about final exams. When you don't have classes anymore. Well, yeah, but that doesn't stand out to me when you're talking about transitioning. Oh, but it's still part of your first term is what I'm saying. Okay, then don't ask about it. No, I'm I'm not asking about it. I'm just saying that's the first part that comes to mind in terms of it, like, yeah. I feel like it was kind of rough for you there, at least. No, but overall, it was really good. Okay, so maybe you just have a lot of ups and downs, but overall... Well, not really. Like... It just seems like ups and downs, but, like, there's so many more ups. Like, uh-huh. I had, like, a good support system to, like, help me figure things out, so I honestly feel like it's been good. It would have only been, like, notable if I hadn't had you there or I hadn't had, like, my friends to wake me up and, like, keep me on track and, like, talk it out afterwards about, like, you know, why am I spiraling, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. But, like, if I didn't transition well and make, mm-hmm. establish that good circle of, like, support right away, which I struggled with establishing in high school, mm-hmm. then that's why I would have been, like, that's, it wasn't, like, the best transition. But because yeah. I did have a good transition, I don't feel a need to put okay. that in Okay, so, so I guess, like, the takeaway, your advice is, like, 
build a good network of friends, a support system. Yes. Yes, she endorses that message. Uh, so what was something that you were most surprised to find? What was like maybe a misconception about university that you were kind of expecting and then you were pleasantly surprised that it was different or maybe negatively surprised that you were, you were disappointed? Santa. Oh, that gives too much. Huh? <laughs> I don't know if I can, but... Arts classes are so expensive. Like, what goes on? Like, what resources are you using? Like, the books, I have to buy myself. The material, it's from an online library. Okay? Okay? Science kids have fucking labs to be using. I don't have a lab I need to be using, but why does my class cost, like, $700? Yeah, and they'll, like, change a couple words in a textbook, and then every year they'll, like, they'll ask the new uh, group of students to buy the newest edition, so then the previous year cannot sell their versions and, like, return their books or whatever. Exactly. Anal Fist 100. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what you were most... So you weren't expecting that? Like, you didn't know that university kind of fucks you over financially well i didn't realize arts fuck you over that much well i think in the future arts will definitely fuck you over um but like (laughs) these are these are some asian facts (laughs) well like i didn't realize like in comparison like one would expect sciences to be more expensive than arts but it's the other way around and like if you are university students i think it makes more sense that way Mm -hmm. But, like, being, you know, a first year, I was like, what the hell? Like, yeah. Bruh. Yeah. Yeah. We need more advocacy for open access textbook resources. Do you hear this? You heard it here first. Let's start a movement. <laughs> okay. Um, what are the most important lessons that you, you've learned through this experience? I hope you can't hear our dryer tumbling in the background. You can't have everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. That's that's a good uh and and what made you kind of realize that? Well it's one of those things where you always know but like you need to cement it in repeatedly and like you'll have different little like epiphanies along the way to like re solidify the fact that ah yes. I need to have good balance. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I going with this? Like, I auditioned for a dance team in the beginning of the year, and then I didn't make it in, which I wasn't too upset about. Um, but I think that sort of started the whole, like, you can't have everything um, mindset because I was also working, um, which is quite a ways away from campus. So transiting took time and a toll on me then I still have to study and like one of my classes this term has a very big rep for being very difficult Mm -hmm. um and then it's also like my first term um and I wanted to have like a good social life too like Mm -hmm. there's so many things that I wanted and I even wanted to do a club Mm -hmm. um but like having fate sort of work out the way it did where I didn't get into the team and I didn't really join any clubs and I just um had like a good and I still do have a good relationship with my workplace so I cut down my hours Mm -hmm. um like I might not be making the most money and I might not be like performing on the stage Mm -hmm. but like it's it's what I can handle I think Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I still struggle with like how to balance it and how to handle it properly yeah Um, and I think I'll have a better grasp on that in second term but like just revisiting this whole like you need to find out what you can handle before you start like adding more on top or just like learning to take things away yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah I feel like that kind of ties into like what I uh feel is one of the lessons I've learned in 2019 is just about managing expectations and realizing that you can't really tick every box. Yeah. And you have to be okay with that and not let it uh, stop you from just moving forward and maintaining an optimistic outlook on your other endeavors. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I remember it now. What? It was like, I told you, like, the first week 
no literally the first day right after orientation day i was like dude these people are so passionate about what yeah. they do and like what's that that syndrome where imposter you, syndrome yeah like you just feel like you don't belong and everything. yeah no i feel so that a lot. good yeah like that really hit me so i really wanted to be doing so much more and gaining mm-hmm. more experience hence the clubs and the activities yeah. and but like i think i've been better about mm-hmm. coming to terms with the fact like you know i'm gonna do it one step at a time yeah and i think that's the other thing like a, a kind of a addendum to that lesson is that uh, everyone is kind of on a path of their own and it's a very cliche thing they say but like no path is linear you can't really follow a formula to really get to a certain end goal that you might envision everyone has a different set of you know uh, experiences and timing is everything as well and so so I feel like a lot of pressure sometimes to be to look a certain way on paper in terms of like my resume or like my experiences and joining extracurriculars but the truth is I think um I don't want to rush into certain commitments because I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing or this is what my peers are doing and therefore I should be doing that too and I should find things that I'm really actually passionate about and sometimes it's not going to happen the way I want it to etc etc so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and I also deal with imposter syndrome this year because um I started my program officially it's a third year entry program and so uh, they kind of narrow down the pool of people going into this uh, third year, and a lot of them are obviously like supposed to be top of the class and um, are very, very ambitious and driven people to a point where I feel like they kind of lack personality outside of academics. I, I mean, I could totally be wrong, and I feel like there's been instances where uh, I'm too quick to judge people, but at the same time, there is a little bit of like almost click it clickiness in in our um group and there's been like a little bit of drama which i've told you about i won't go into detail about it on this podcast but uh in the group chat you know you know what i'm talking about right yeah they're sort of immature i know like i i feel like these people are very book smart but outside of it they can be a little bit underdeveloped yeah they're so underdeveloped bro yeah like just hearing about it makes me think of like what grade nine drama like grade nine drama for these Mm -hmm. 21 year olds like are you kidding me yeah yeah (sighs) book smarts Mm -hmm. so weird exactly um oh okay so my other question i wrote down here because i have uh, on my notes of things i wanted to touch on in this episode uh what were what was your favorite and your least favorite class and why i i already know what your least favorite one is and you can say it <laughs> obviously yeah but what do you think my favorite class is wait okay so you took french you took art studies film studies and digital media oh creative writing for digital media is what i mean creative writing for yeah okay um and you took computer science so those five right yeah i think your favorite one was creative writing for digital media am i right oh hang on i didn't even formulate one okay um i yeah i think so content wise and like with the work i produced definitely i didn't get the best grade Uh but and that's important listeners like this is what I want to talk about because also I feel like a lot of my my peers they'll take courses because it's supposed to be a GPA booster which you know I totally understand I totally understand that if you want to go to grad school and like um it you feel this pressure to perform well and look good on paper so you know I can't even hate on it completely you know uh, but they'll take literally some of the most random ass courses like like applied meteorology yeah or about like the speed of winds and going sailing when these people have no interest in being outdoors at all um, and all for the sake of getting a good mark but you know I hear them complain about how lame and dry the material is and I could just never put myself through that like I have to find a course that is a balance between not absolutely making me suffer academically but still being stimulating enough for the mind that I would enjoy it and not absolutely hate going to class. See, yeah, and this goes along with this thing that I used to hear where it's like, nobody likes what they aren't good at. And I like I totally beg to differ. Yeah, I think it's like a sign of of maturity if you can pursue things that may not necessarily be your strong suit or like you're okay with struggling with it for yeah. a bit because yeah. I don't think that 
people getting good at something is is not always just down to natural talent. Definitely I think that not. there are people Holy, definitely. You have to put in your 10,000 hours as they say to get good at something. So, it doesn't necessarily have to be something you're just born with a talent for. Yeah. And like what is it? Yeah, I didn't do so hot, but like I'm really proud of like Oh, whoops. I'm proud of the progress I've made in my creative writing class. And my mm-hmm. very last assignment was like, whoo, like that mark was not so hot. Yeah. But like that was the piece of work that I'm the most proud of. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I guess I can forgive it because it is a subjective thing where mm-hmm. the marker has to like really resonate with your, your yeah work. with my style yeah. and like that might fluctuate the mark. Mm-hmm. But like still, that was my favorite class, mainly because I rarely attended it. <laughs> um. But anyways, my least favorite class. What was it? computer science what is this (laughs) but like that was the class i literally have the highest mark for yeah so that just is like a (laughs) perfect case study of how you can be really good at something but you're gonna hate it and it's gonna make you miserable and i feel like a lot of people will end up following certain career paths because maybe they're good at it and it's supposed to pay well or whatever but then ultimately they're just miserable and like yeah they end up changing careers anyway i don't want to do that to myself yeah like like wow 103 was the, like, the hardest class I've ever taken. It's probably how I felt about, like, math or... And I hate math, too, so, like... um, But the amount of work that I had to pour into that class, Mm -hmm. like, it makes sense that my grade, like, reflects yeah but i will i will have to say that like it not every course you take will give you a grade that always reflects the effort you put in that's like some courses are just the the way it's been designed uh it's just hard to get a super good mark or whatever Uh i mean i'm lucky that i got a good mark and it was like a class with a lot of good resources Mm um but man oh man like everyone knows that I hate computer science and like I totally respect people who do it mm-hmm. um I like before going into it I was sort of interested in it but like now I've realized it's not for me yeah but, like in the future I wouldn't be mad at reattempting something related yeah yeah and I hope I don't regret saying that now <laughs> <laughs> it's on record yeah. it's recorded it cannot be taken back I don't know like it's still mildly interesting but it's just like a lot of struggling and yeah. a lot of mental stress holy mm-hmm. but yeah okay um and speaking of mental stress uh a segue into the next portion of this episode uh let's talk a little bit about mental health in the context of university i feel like i'm gonna do some more podcast episodes about that um i i know people who've struggled with it as well like friends and myself um so what was your experience in terms of mental health how do you feel like you're pretty uh, mentally stable (laughs) throughout the term or did you or maybe you had friends who were maybe struggling and it was your first time seeing that happen or did you how do you feel about the whole atmosphere in university when it comes to mental health and the resources etc the resources Mm -hmm. are lacking yes um I had a friend who was going through something and yeah from what she told me and how hard it was to contact the resource it wasn't just it it wasn't the best mm-hmm. but like the students themselves like they seem to all recognize the importance of mental health mm-hmm. it's just they don't really act on it yeah which is like yeah no, I'll, I'll throw in an interesting anecdote. Um, I, I was talking to our, our mother yesterday, and, um, you know, she was talking about how, you know, the whole empty nest syndrome, where I, I told her, I'm like, in the beginning, I think in late August, I was telling her, I'm like, now that Felicia's moved out, you're going to officially be an empty nester, and you won't have anybody else in the house, you're going to be all lonely. She's like, no, I won't. I'm going to travel, I'm going to have fun, and then... You know, lo and behold, three months later, she's like, I realized that I don't have anyone to talk to, and I feel so lonely and stuff. And um, where was I going with this? 
Oh, and then she's like, sometimes I just get so stressed and I just want to have someone to talk to. And uh, obviously the whole first aid thing that she was trying to do. Mm -hmm. uh, She, I mean, our listeners do not know what we're talking about exactly, but... uh, Basically, she she realizes that she gets stressed really easily. Uh, I can't believe it took her a whole 50 years to realize that was her personality trait. But you oh know what? God. We're finding new things about ourselves every day, guys. I'm surprised she even noticed it now. That's a, that's a testament. You are always growing and realizing things yeah. about yourself. Uh, but yeah, so she realized that she is very easily stressed. And I was t- telling her, I'm like, well, you know, you, maybe you should consider... Uh, having a therapist or a counselor that you can regularly talk to and she was kind of very um, apprehensive about that idea Um, I think that in our culture or in their generation there's still a huge uh, negative connotation surrounding mental health services and it's just kind of taboo and it feels like something is gravely wrong with you if you seek help and she, she said that she's called, uh, like, hotlines, like, phone therapy, therapy before. But she, the conversation just never really went anywhere to a point where she felt satisfied or felt like it was what she needed. So I don't know if that's a, maybe, like, a language or a cultural barrier. But that that's kind of different from um, university. But I think, yeah, a lot of people have an attitude where they'll recognize that they have a need for that extra support and for someone to talk to. But when it comes down to it they don't seem to have the motivation um to actually go seek help to to be yeah so what you're saying from your anecdote is this problem of understanding but not doing yeah it's like recognizing a problem yeah yes through different like generations yeah yeah cool yeah. Cool. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I would go more into this. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I might as well just like yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. But I also like I had a counselor, and oh, lovely lady, really. Mm-hmm. And I had a very very amazing experience. Um, but yeah, the people around me, my very traditional Asian family, mm-hmm. um, they weren't very supportive of it. And the whole time that I was seeking help and gaining um like positive experiences and just like being relieved of my pain from it i was told not to keep going mm-hmm. which i don't really understand and that could yeah. be a different like problem in the future mm-hmm. but it's just like i don't i don't have a problem with seeking help yeah <laughs> i just sometimes you need to like recognize in the moment like oh maybe this is when you need to go find mm-hmm. someone now mm-hmm. um but yeah, that yeah. was me when I was spiraling with my sleeping issues and just stress. And like, yeah, but I feel like we're totally derailing. Totally derailing. What? Our conversation? Yeah. No, but I think this is the point of the podcast. Is like some you, you kind of have to have like a natural flow of conversation between... Oh, but like what was the original question? Well, it was about mental health in the context of university. Oh, I can talk about that. Yes. So mental health. In the context of university, the resources I was talking about earlier. Oh, I know now. I know what I was talking about. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, not enough. Blah 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 blah. Insert the clip. Anecdote. Talking about that. But then, so me, <laughs> my case. Cause it's all about me. Um. Basically. Like sporadically, I'd have very, 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 very much trouble waking up, and I still don't know why. Um, like the exact reason, which when term two starts, guess who's going to go seek those shitty resources and Mm -hmm. try to find a way to fix it? Me, because I'm really trying to do and not just understand. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Isn't the saying like, if you do, you'll understand? If you, if you say, I forget, if I say, I remember, if I do, I understand. Is that the saying? Oh, something like that. I guess it's not understanding and not doing. It's like knowing and not doing. That's the thing. Okay. So I want to know and I want to do so that I can understand. Okay. It's what like okay. I'm trying to do. Twenty twenty Yes. Year new yes. Me. That's one of the topics we're we irritating. About. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um so it was this big fiasco literally the day before my very first final um and I've been struggling with some like health health issues. Mm-hmm. I do not know why I repeated health twice. 
Like right. health as in physical health. Physical health issues. Health health. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was very bad. I could not wake up to the point where phone calls, my alarm right next to my head, like incessant banging on my door could not wake me up. Um, and I called campus security. And yeah, and so my sister here had to call campus security and they ended up knocking on my door and literally three seconds before they were going to bust it down, I like woke up, like thank the Lord, without my pants on, like usual. <laughs> and like I ran to the door, opened it and everything. Anyways, it made me feel really bad and like obviously I was supposed to feel bad about that. Um, but yeah, like that was like a wow wake me up yeah like, like a breaking point a tipping point um i think that was just when my oh is this mental stress i guess so like yeah not sleeping properly mm-hmm. not like really understanding this one movie i was watching for your, get film, out. For your film class it was get out yes freaking hate that movie <laughs> hot take right here yeah. i know it's like an oscar uh, yeah no, no no like i love it but i hate it at the same time yes time. okay um but I was so confused over that. And then I, like, crowned the whole paper. And, like, yeah, it was just not, like, a good balance of things at the same time. And then all the, like, little stress and, like, mental health. No. Little bits of stress and, like, lack of things I wanted to communicate and vent out started piling up. And, like, bam, it exploded. Which, I guess, that was what led up to it. But that's just, like, my theory. So I still uh-huh. need to seek help yes. figure that out. But, yeah, and then, like, this brings me back to that very, very first thing we talked about, about, like, ooh, my face hurts. Not that. Mm-hmm. Um, about, like, a good support circle. Because then I talked to you about it, and, mm-hmm. like, we were the starting dwarfing. I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> mm, serotonin? I don't Oxytocin? care. Oxytocin? No. Wait. Stop, science kid. <laughs> Anyways, we released it, and then I talked to my friend, who ended up waking me up the next day for my... Um, final which was really amazing like great support circle uh, but yeah like talking to people really helpful and like having having them just be understanding like I'm very lucky to be getting education but also very lucky to just have good people around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I sound like Olaf mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah okay what about you what about me like what, what, what what's your well, question this is like cause it's like me as like a first year but like what were you did you struggle for first year when you uh yes and also this term to be honest i feel like um first year i struggled more in terms of my classes and like adjusting to the workload maybe and also second year because second year was known like notorious for being a super tough academic year uh, with the type of courses you have to take and also the fact that whether or not you get into the program depends on your grades from second year. Uh, so in that sense, it was like stressful. But I also felt like if I was giving it my best effort, then it is what it is. And there would almost be a certain sense of relief in if I didn't get into the program. And I'm like, okay, well, that's just one part of my life that at least I tried and it's done and I can move on to other things. And, like, I can find some other path. And I, I don't have to feel guilty. Like, I did I never tried or, like, I could have tried harder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I was, like, satisfied with my effort. And I'm like, this is just, this is destiny. This is divine intervention. I've always felt like everything happens for a reason. Uh, so I guess I am meant to be in the program because I'm in it right now. Yay. Um, and then, yeah, I remember, like, being sad about math. But I actually, okay, this like, who is... isn't sad about math? No, but the funny thing is, that ended up being my highest grade in my first year. I got, like, a 96% in math, so... Damn, weird flex, but okay. What I'm, but I, I got, like, I remember the math midterm was, like, the worst experience... Of your entire of my, life. Maybe not my entire <laughs> life, but, like, of entire first year, because, um, for a little bit more context, which I'll talk about more in maybe a dedicated episode about mental health and my experiences, but, um, basically towards the end of high school in my last term, I started dealing with a lot of issues with test anxiety, and that was also one of the reasons why I ultimately decided to stay local with my education rather than going, uh, to a different out of town school. I chose to stay uh, in, in the place where I was born and raised and go to school there because all my friends were going there. I didn't want to go to a foreign place and then have to make new friends and be alone and be separated from that very, very valuable support system. 
And uh, so anyways, I was struggling with a lot of test anxiety. Um, Math was the main trigger for it. (laughs) It's so sad. It's literally PTSD for me. Um, And I would get so nervous during, before exams that I could not focus. I would sweat profusely. I would literally take multiple shits. I would just have diarrhea, like straight up before my exams and it was something that I had to just kind of accept as my reality like that's what I'm just gonna have to deal with so oftentimes before any major exam I would just get really um, antsy and restless and I remember looking at the questions on the math exam and being like I don't know how to do this and then there's that feeling of as I flip to every next page as I'm skipping questions and I read and I I can't even like read the words into my head because I'm just stressed because I don't immediately recognize the content and I really have to be calm and collected in order to critically think and it's hard to do that in those situations where I'm in a room like a lecture hall with 200 300 students taking the exam under time constraints gets pretty stressful Uh, I don't even think I finished that midterm I got like an 80 on it um which, looking back on it, is not bad. It's not bad at <laughs> but all. But from someone who was definitely, like, very academically driven in high school, that was disappointing to myself. But then this kind of goes back to, you know, since first year and now being in my third year, I've learned the important lesson of managing expectations. Say it with me. Manage <laughs> expectations so you can be one thing in high school but university is a different game and it's okay to struggle that is totally normal um i think one of the things i struggled with was thinking like did i seriously just peak in high school i never wanted to be one of those people that just peaked in high school but i I think of it more of you know because i was so comfortable in high school in terms of academic performance it was time for me to move on and challenge myself and that is the only you know the only real growth and character development happens outside of your comfort zone and that's kind of what I needed and I'm very grateful for that because I think that I've certainly strengthened my resilience um, through the rigorous academic experience so far in my two and a half years at this university Um, and now that I'm in third year I definitely don't I wouldn't say I don't give a shit as much, but um, I don't. I'm not as hard on myself, which is very important. I think I didn't. Oh, cause like you are like the 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 people listening, mm-hmm. whoever that might be, mm-hmm. obviously don't know this. But as an art student, <laughs> yeah, I don't really give a shit about my grades. It's like you know, GPA is like great and all, but like before going into university, I was conditioned. To be like, grades are going to drop no matter what. So <laughs> just try your best and see how it goes. And so, like, my grades are, like, averaging, like, around, like, low 80s. But, like, I'm living my best life. <laughs> they can't see me, but I'm doing a peace sign. So, like, yeah, I yeah. didn't have to, like, um, struggle as much with managing expectations. Like, obviously, I'm... <laughs> Still Chinese, so I still have some expectations for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and it's like, important to have those those. Yeah, because like, you don't want yourself. you don't want to be so um you don't want to let go so much that you are not realizing your full potential. Yeah, but like I've never been the type to put too much pressure on myself, mm-hmm. um just because like I I work on a very like you try your best and see how it goes basis. And a lot of the times, trying my best fluctuates. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've been, like, conditioned to, like, respond um, better with, like, lower grades and higher grades. Like, it doesn't... It didn't stress me out as much as it did for you, whatever yeah, your name yeah. is. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe one day I'll see my name. Um, but yeah. And I also think, like, being a younger sibling is, like, a lot easier. <laughs> Because, like, they, you have the older one to go through the shit. I'm glad you recognize that because, <laughs> yeah, I'm the older one. I don't have any older siblings. I wish I did. But, yeah. You have Bob. He's not my brother. <laughs> <laughs> He's our father. Anyways, moving on. What's yeah, it? no, but, oh, also, I would say that, like, in my third year, um, in terms of, like, mental health, I think um, 
well actually in second year I started like because I knew I was in for a shit show in terms of like how tough it was gonna be um I definitely made sure I was prepared in terms of taking care of my health and working out consistently and um and just really focusing on self-care because little habits that you build such as like going to the gym in the morning before class like that makes a huge difference my sister is just frowning because she's not really into (laughs) working out at all um but yeah I highly recommend that uh just having little rituals for yourself um I think the toughest part was like I feel like 2019 has been the year where I felt the loneliest I've ever been does that make sense yeah how does that make sense to you what part of that sentence does not make sense 2019 has been the year that I have felt the loneliest I don't see any grammatical errors no I thought you meant as in like oh I can see that for you oh yeah because i feel like 2019 um especially this last term i just felt like not well that's just because you've been surrounded by shitty ambitious <laughs> like personality like try to want to be med students yeah maybe that's that why. you would never want to meet in a freaking medical setting i've told her some horror stories about conversations like, what are these people. people doing like they were literally not raised right <laughs> like what goes on like big head no heart yeah exactly but anyways yeah i feel like also because you uh started university and like we you got really busy really fast and so i didn't really have someone to talk to as often so. all right because you used to so basically in high school well, when i was in high school and she was in university she could just facetime sometimes i had no life like really like high school no work basically yeah <laughs> if you really think about it well like, yeah like we got to talk more but like during the first term we didn't really talk until i had my big downward <laughs> spiral <laughs> yeah and that was literally during exam season which she likes to consider only at the end of the term yeah. so like yeah, that was a solid three months where it was just like, hey, I have some dried mangoes. Can I drop it off at your place? Yeah, like, it was like no quality. And like, that's the thing. That's like my my love language. I've taken the test is like quality time and like words of affirmation, I think, or something like that. Or like top three is like, for sure, I know it's quality time. And then I think it's words of affirmation and um, acts of service. But like, I was not getting any quality time with with my my friends and also my other friend um who you know who i'm talking about right i think sure well the one that lived on campus last year uh-huh. uh who yes was my therapist my my therapist you know what i mean when i say my therapist yes yeah like she this year because of financial issues she couldn't live on campus so and she was also taking a reduced course load so i did not see her as often and i didn't really have someone to really talk to as as often um and so having just all this time alone and dealing with all these existential crises um definitely made me pretty sad at some points but you know i'm here and i'm hopeful that 2020 will be hopefully a better year in that regard um i'm gonna potentially do co-op so i will be away from school and have a break from all that stuff and be working with uh, a team of people hopefully and doing something I love and getting a better idea of what I want for my future so that's going to be exciting for 2020 um, we've actually been filming this or not filming this but recording a podcast for like 49 minutes bro yeah I love talking but my face hurts yeah okay What's the next talking point okay so I guess to wrap up this very first episode um, we'll film more I have some other ideas I'll run by you. But I think you would have great uh, gems yeah, to deliver. Yeah, I take it back. I love talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like there's some topics um, that you'll have a lot to say. But uh, to wrap up this episode so that it feels like a complete story, um, I guess now that we're at the end of 2019, we've talked a little bit about... Shit! <laughs> She's painting her nails. That's why yeah. she's saying that. Um, now that we're at the end of the year... And we're looking into the next decade, 2020. What are your major goals? Oh, and you can also mention your top three highlights from 2019. Whether it was things that happened or lessons you learned. Okay, let's start with highlights. You first. Okay. My first highlight was running my first half marathon back in June. Um, 
I ran it by myself. Like I said, the theme of this year was all about loneliness because none of my friends wanted to do it with me. And I was like, you know what? It's now or never. Because sometimes you just can't wait around for people to to get around to doing things that you, you've been wanting to do for a long time. You just have to be an independent individual and do it yourself. And I felt like it was a challenge for me because I'm not like super athletic. Um, I just like to take care of my health and I just got into running because it was a great way to de-stress I highly recommend uh I like to use the Nike running app with the guided runs and it's kind of like my way of meditating so I got into running I ran my first half marathon it was great and um it was a very like spiritual experience yeah because you're you're running with a bunch of people who kind of have the same purpose but everyone's kind of running for slightly different reasons and you feel so connected to all these people because you know that they feel the same pain that you do when you're running. But at the same time, you're just like at peace with yourself. And it's still kind of like a solitary activity in a way. So I think there's something very poetic about running. Okay, number two. Number two uh, was going to Europe for the first time. Um, I mean, the Europe trip itself, very complicated. Lots of... We can do a whole podcast. Yes. Uh, yeah. And the broader ideas that surround it. But um, I got to travel to Germany and Italy and pass through Switzerland, which is beautiful. And I definitely want to go back there sometime. Uh, and I brought my film camera with me because I'm a big film enthusiast. So I'm in the process of putting together a photo zine at the moment that I'll be sharing with some friends. Um... So that's probably my next highlight. And then... Three. Maybe make it a lesson you learned. Number three. Ooh, actually, I think I wrote... Let me see what what is something I've learned that I haven't talked about in this podcast. Well, I guess the running thing was... And also going to concerts by myself. I went to my first concert by myself this year. So I guess the theme between those two things is, like, don't be afraid of doing things solo. Um... I think a lot of people, especially in their early 20s, feel the need to always have a group of friends. And I think that's very important as well. But do do take the time to like take care of yourself and, and not feel the need to only do things because you have people to do it with. Do things because you enjoy doing them and you can treat yourself to it. I guess that's one of the things. Um, and also, the other big lesson I've learned is that... A life well-lived is one that is shared. So it's kind of contradictory to the first part about doing things solo. In that there comes to a point where you can only be alone for so long before you realize that like the, the thing that makes us all human is that we're social creatures. And therefore we do want to share our joy, share our pain, share our excitement with the people around us. And... Um, making the effort to cultivate those relationships is really important. So those are my three. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Should I go? Yes, Felicia, you can tell them your three. <sighs> Wait, what am I supposed to say? Your three highlights of 2019. So. Things that happened or lessons you learned. Number one. Do, 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 Uh, there's so many things. So many things. Mm, things I learned. Things. Hmm. Maybe I'll just do highlights. <laughs> you should have thought about this while I was talking about Well, that. I was busy listening. <laughs> okay, thank you for being an active listener. Thank you. Uh, um, number one. Okay. No, I don't know. Okay, wait, so what am I doing again? <laughs> Top three things that happened. <laughs> things that, like, the highlights of your year or lessons. Really important themes that you've learned. Oh, First theme that I learned how to open my eyes. Metaphorically? <laughs> you can't see me, but I opened my eyes just now. Um, yeah, sort of. Yeah, like, um, mm, to, like, I graduated from high school, and, like, my family in high school was, like, really tight-knit community and like graduating and like having to leave that like really opened my eyes to like how blessed my like shitty public school was to even have such a nice program that like fostered this cool really dope community um that I will always feel connected to and like want to give back to 
um, in fact, like, next year, I'm, like, really excited to go back and see everyone there again. Not to flex or anything, but just, like, mm-hmm. you know, keep in touch with the people that, like, sort of built me to be me today. Mm-hmm. Um, so that opened my eyes. And, like, um, graduating itself, like... Mm-hmm. You had a lot of highlights in 2019, right? Yeah, like, now that you're unpacking it. Yeah, yeah, like... like, graduating and, like, seeing all my friendships that mm-hmm. I made, that I never thought would be possible. And I feel mm-hmm. like I touched this, like, a very, 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 like, I stroked it at the very beginning of this thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, like, I'm so lucky to have met all these really, really cool people, um, both in high school and, like, appreciating them as I graduated, and also, like, these new connections that I am making in university. And, like, also, at work. I've only ever worked seasonal, and, like, Oh my god, I say like a lot. Anyways, so yeah, I've I think only... podcasting makes you realize what your ticks are with what you say. <laughs> I've only ever worked seasonal at my retail job, and that's the only job I've worked out there in the real um, working world. Mm-hmm. And I never really noticed how I sort of closed myself off from being friends with my coworkers rather than just being coworkers. And so I opened my eyes in that sense of being able to like. I said it again, to just, <laughs> like, be friends. Even though they're a lot older than me, mm-hmm. a lot of them are. We can talk about random things now. It's very mundane, but we mm-hmm. follow each other on Instagram, and it's like, you can keep in touch a little bit more that way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I don't ever really feel, I guess, tired of going to work because of the people. hmm uh, there's a there's like an asterisk because asterisk of the- <laughs> asterisk because it's seasonal season, but like I go to work and I'm always looking forward to talking with my coworkers and like it's overall like I'm very happy with my job. I love my job. State the world. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I honestly feel like that could be like my top three highlights. Bam bam bam. Or like. Oh my god, I keep saying it. No, I think that could be one, opening my eyes. Number two, really quickly. Um, Wait, what was the opening your eyes one about? <laughs> opening my eyes to like the people Friendships? around me. Oh, yeah. oh, the people around you. Um, Number two can be... Not graduating high school? Sure, I can lump it in together. Mm-hmm. Number three... um, You know... I'm, like, running out of money to go <laughs> to pay off my first year, but I am glad that I even have enough money to yeah. sort of make it by. I think that deserves a big highlight for itself. Like, mm-hmm. education, you know? Yeah. Was it worth it? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's, yeah, it's nice. It's great. I'm lucky. I'm mm-hmm. very lucky. Yes. So gratitude is the... Gratitude. Yes. Yes. Okay, 2020, what are we looking forward to? Um, 2020, let's see, did I write? Or resolutions, or I guess, things that you're looking forward to. If you can only think of one thing, then just think of one thing. One thing? Come or on. as many as you can. Uh, let's do a rapid fire round. Okay. Okay. How? How do you make it rapid fire? Oh, oh okay, just back and forth? Yeah, okay, I start okay. first. My okay. birthday, your turn. Um, getting a co-op job. Oh, my turn. Getting my nails done. <laughs> oh, Your my turn. God. Um, maybe going to see Tame Impala in concert. Oh. He's, okay. a, like, yeah, that's an iconic musical artist. Oh. And he's touring next year. So Is maybe... he a man? Yes. Oh. Yes. He's a great producer, great multi-instrumentalist. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, so that was my. What was yours? Um, getting braces. Okay. Um, hmm. Maybe being able to do a pull-up. Oh. I've been working on it. That's a rough one. Getting access to a gym that I will be able to work on my fitness. Oh, I'm excited to go to Japan. Well, it's not confirmed, but it's pretty likely. Nah, it's very confirmed. Okay. And your turn. Um, hmm. Uh, helping decorate my dad's new home. Yeah. Our new home. Yes. Um, crushing... In a very good, good sense, my second term. Like, I'm excited Mm -hmm. for, like, 2020. Like, 
like not the new year new me sort of thing but like All right, so apparently our um our recording stopped because we reached the max one hour uh, limit for our clip. I should have probably recorded it in sections uh, for next time. Now I'm I'm learning as we go, but uh, we're just gonna wrap up quickly. Just mention what was our one major uh thing that we're looking forward to in 2020. Do you remember Sanjay? <laughs> yeah, dude. When I would practice like for this. Uh, podcast when I was rehearsing in my dorm room. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited to you know start recording this podcast, <laughs> and I would just like fake practice for the podcast. I just realized that's one of my tics. I do a lot when I talk yeah. if I don't know what I'm saying. But if I'm having like a rapid fire conversation, then it doesn't happen. You talk really fast. Yes, I do. So that means you don't have to use the two times the speed on, spo- <laughs> on Spotify when when you want to get through a podcast really fast. Oh, cause... oh, I was just thinking instead you could just fade out that part. Like you just, okay, bro, this is all being recorded I know, right but, like, you could just fade out the part where we're just rapid-firing, and then you could just, okay. like, do instrumental, yeah, and yeah. then you can just be like, okay, but what's the biggest, you know? Okay, yes, yeah. I like that. Okay, so, so we'll, we'll start from here. I'll add a flag. All right, so what was our biggest takeaway for, or the thing that we're looking forward to the most for 2020, to wrap this whole podcast episode up? Mm. I can start if you want. Yeah. I don't mind. Mine was I want, I'm looking forward to having a sense of internal peace, whether it is with my academics or um, my mental health, my uncertainty around the future. I want to come to peace. That is my goal for 2020. Thank you. And world peace. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I think I want to live. Mm hmm. Talk, elaborate. You're an art student. So, honestly, who started it? So, according to the very famous verse of life in the book of life, live, laugh, love. <laughs> and I've been really laughing and, like, really loving, like, all of my life. Well, loving, I think that could be a total different, like, uh, t- tangent Mm -hmm. yeah um but lots of laughing in my life (laughs) (laughs) anyways um living if you really dissect it living incorporates both laughing and loving harmoniously (laughs) but most importantly living healthily like my health is not the best physically mentally ah uh, it could use some work but it's like not the like i'm i'm pretty like healthy mentally but physically yeah 2019 brought a lot of just or december in particular brought a lot of appointments with the doctors hospitals you know blah 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 um but yeah i would like to be able to take care of my house more for 2020 uh, I don't think I would be able to really set myself up with, um, yeah, 2020, I'm gonna hit the gym every <laughs> single day. Yeah, like, that falls into the meeting expectations thing. I'm managing. Gonna, uh, okay, whatever, managing expectations things. I'm not gonna put it up there if I don't think I can do it. But I do think I would like to exercise more and find more ways to maintain a healthy lifestyle because I would not like to do freshman 40. <laughs> uh, I'm already halfway to 15, okay? Like it's too much. Yeah, we'll we'll have Felicia on the podcast um in 2020 to see how her her journey to better living and health is going. No, we should have me on at the end of term too so that I could be like I accomplished i am not fat or i could be like i'm freshman 60 <laughs> who knows 420 blaze it okay uh well that brings our very first pseudo bravado episode to a close um like we mentioned in this podcast we are some broke ass bitches you can just say it we're broke ass bitches <laughs> 
And if you would like to sponsor this podcast, Real Talk, like, hit me up on the Anchor app, I think. I don't know how this works. Um, We're going to be making more podcasts as we go. If there happens to be someone who works for marketing for some kind of brand and would like a shout-out on this podcast to our zero followers, let us know. We will advertise for you. And in exchange, you'll be funding our valuable education um that's basically all i have to say do you have any other last parting words are we ending with my parting words and then the fade out of the music and we just say bye Nah, i think i should like it should be my last words and okay then the fade out. ready okay live laugh love